One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters. This is Jessie Katz here with my co-host Dara Golub. Today we have uh, a band on the show that I am a big fan of ever since I first heard their music in the show Girls. Uh, the band is called El Perro Del Mar and uh, the lead singer joins us on Soul Sisters today. Her name is Sarah Aspring. They are here from Sweden. They were in New York for just a few nights doing a, a few special engagements to promote their new album, which is called Kokoro. It's amazing. They have a couple of singles out now. The album comes out in September. You should check it out. If you're not familiar with their earlier albums, they're fantastic. This band is just thoroughly amazing throughout their whole catalog. You should check it out. Um, they're from Sweden. The albums are in English, so fear not. Uh, English speakers of the world and of Soul Sisters. Um, yeah, Sarah's lovely, and this was a great chat. We had a lot of fun. Um, we have had a bit of a lighter schedule this summer, as you might have noticed. Um, it's been hard between our vacations and artist vacations and... Uh, you know, summer. What are you going to do? But we're getting back into the swing of things, and this is a great, great, a great way, a great way to uh, to get us back in gear. Um, we have a bunch of new exciting ones coming up too. We're going to be in the studio a lot over the coming weeks, so make sure you are subscribed to our iTunes channel, Soul Sisters, and uh, and following us to catch all those upcoming ones as well. All right, well, let's get to today's episode with Sarah Aspring of El Perro Del Mar. Cheers. Thank you oh, so much for being cheers. here. Cheers. Yes. Thank cheers. you for having me here. Happy end of your New York yes. tour. Perfect. Congrats on your engagement. Thank you very much. Oh my God. It just happened Are you <laughs> like two days me? ago. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. She hiked up a mountain and was proposed to. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so sweet. It was a good thing that I didn't get um, altitude sickness or yeah, yeah, just yeah. generally That would have been an even fatigued. better story. Yeah. But no, it was good. Oh, yeah. wow. Did you expect it? Not or? at all. Well, oh, we've been together for quite some time. Yeah. So, and I <laughs> and I had picked out the ring that I, I told him about the ring I wanted. However, I did not expect this at all. Oh, I really? thought it was going to be months and months away oh. and then it would have to be a whole yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And so I was shocked at the moment that it happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was so su- successful. Lovely. Yeah. Yes, thank mm. you. There you go. Yeah. Love is alive. Love is alive. <laughs> Definitely. Are you feeling that love is alive? Oh, sure. My God. That's good. <sighs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm thinking about my, my son or me and my, my son and Jacob's son, um, that we're away from the first time in, uh, both for this long. Oh, wow. And How old is he? He's three. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, 
yeah. The four, more than the four days, or is this the four days is the longest? Well, we've been away. That's the, one of us has been away longer, but both of us have not been away that long. Yeah. Has it been tough? You know, I, I think about him every, you know, every now and then, every time I fall, you know, every night when I fall asleep, every morning when I wake up, and it's like, you know, chewing up my heart a little mm-hmm. bit. But, yeah. uh, and I miss him terribly, but at the same time, it's so much fun doing this <laughs> yeah so um, takes your mind off it a little yeah, bit yeah. yeah well i relate because my dog right now is with his <laughs> grandparents oh. and i'm missing him a lot yeah <laughs> yeah so i totally get it no. yeah it's not the same but no but I mean, there's like a thing when i wake exactly. up in the morning i'm like wait where is he yeah what, my, my thing is gone that's what yeah. it's like yeah yeah did okay. you take that time till now to basically be home with him and and make that your I mean, it sounds like you were greatly inspired Mm. by the birth of your son Mm. for this new album. But Mm. did you really take that time to just like be with him and not tour and not do things? And well, yes and no. I mean, I I had him just around the time when I released my 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 last album. Actually, I had him. I released my album two thousand and twelve by the end of two thousand and twelve, and I had him like January. 2013 and then uh, we started touring again and brought him with us for quite a a while so he was very very small when we had him on tour Mm -hmm. was that all over the world no it wasn't it was in in Europe I never came here on that record unfortunately because I would have wanted to but it was just too too hard work I think Um, but then um, when that tour was over I I took time off for real because I really mm-hmm. felt like I wanted to. So I just was just, you know, into being a mother, yeah. which was really, really lovely. Mm-hmm. How do you think back on that time of touring and having a newborn? It was, was it so hard? great. It was great. It was, I mean, I think I thought of it as a, uh, as a good challenge for me because I'm so used to just being very self-focused, you know, and very... Uh, especially when you're, you know, preparing for going on stage and stuff like that. And what I was doing then was breastfeeding, you know, before going on stage mm-hmm. and not think about what I was wearing or, you know, doing my makeup and, you know, just, you know, working my, my, uh, my you know, right, like vocal, vocal cords exercise. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I was, you know, lying in bed trying to put him to sleep, <laughs> breastfeeding him and just, you know, praying to God that he would fall asleep so that I wouldn't have to leave him crying, yeah. you know, and, you yeah. know, just running on stage. And that was, I mean, in the, begin- in the beginning, I was like, this is tearing me apart. I can never do this. But then I just like, like with everything, with parent parenthood, it's like you just have to like, you know, do it. You, yeah. you cannot think twice. You just do it. And that was really good for me. I think that was a very good thing uh, that I needed at that time. And as, you know, I could have, you know, I feel like I've been able to kind of apply that kind of knowledge and experience on you know my music and what I do and in my work and just kind of kind of focus when it's yeah about right so, you know, like did it make you realize oh I don't time. need to worry so much about no. what I'm wearing and my no. makeup and blah, blah, blah. it's not like, the end of the world is yeah. it? you know focus on the most important That's stuff so cool. right and my you shows know? are just as good without all of that exactly yeah, yeah. So that was a, a great thing for me to learn. I mean, even though I kind of maybe knew it somewhere, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hadn't it clicked know, fully, you know, taken it to heart. Right. And then. to know that you can do it. 
knowing in your head that it would be fine is different than doing it and being like, oh, and the world still went on and my fans still enjoy the show. Yeah, Yeah. no, exactly. And also, I mean, being doing shows and stuff can really bring out the worst parts of you of being like a control freak. You Mm. you feel like you, I have to have that. I have to have this lying on a special place before. (laughs) And it's important that I get, you know, this and this, you know, on the rider and stuff like that. And then you realize that. It's, it's, it's gonna not, work you know yeah right it's gonna work well, from you what just I hear, have to, like, that's what kids do for you in general yeah to make exactly. you let go of some control but it's yeah. very yeah. true it yeah. is very true right you learn a lot about your own you know limits yeah Mm-mm. so then how did another album come about it was there a certain point where you're like okay i'm ready to ease back in yeah the writing started coming back or yeah yeah i think it was more or less exactly eight months because i was really and that's what i've heard from other women as well really? who's like they they're uh, they're on maternal leave and they feel like they're so happy and yeah. they feel like my god what happened to my ambitions yeah. i feel like this is what i want to do yeah i'm so fulfilled doing this <laughs> and then, then for about like, eight months for yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then they're kind of freaked out also and i was because i was like damn i have no other wish in life than this <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden one day i just like God, I'm freaking out. I have to start working. Right. Uh, and, you know, longing for that other piece of me that, you know, being, you know, um, having my own head, mm-hmm. you know, and take, you know, thinking my own thoughts. Yeah. So did and, the inspiration um, start organically? Or did you have to sort of seek out like, okay, what's my first thing? Or did it hit you? Um, I think I, you know, for, f- especially with with this album and because of, I had a son, you realize that your time alone is very rare. <laughs> uh-huh. So for me, I really had to like um, take the time. So for me, it was very much, uh, you know, taking, I mean, in the beginning, it was like one hour. You have one hour, you know, do something with this hour. And then, you know, it evolved into more hours. But so, and I realized that I have to get started working. So I very consciously you know i was started writing music just to feel like where am i at what am i what am what are my visions what what is my like um how how, you know what is the soundscape that i'm after Uh were you reading and exploring uh different texts or things that that you're now sort of this album is very much influenced by non-western cultures i mean was that something that you were drawn to you know, you were saying to yourself, I, I need sort of a new yeah. new sensibility or yeah. what? I think I started actually, you know, idea wise, I was drawn to like um, philosophers and stuff and really was into, um, st- you know, street art was something that kind of hit me. Uh, the works of, you know, people like Banksy and there's a, a, a poet, street poet called Robert Montgomery that I love. Those kind of people and their words kind of draw my drew my attention at first. And then musically, I started, uh, you know, working and listening a lot to. I started actually listening to Sumatran Balinese music, like Gamelan music and understood from that. Do you know how that sounds? It's um, it's this kind of um, tin bowls, almost like that. They uh-huh. that had has a very unique kind of tuning system. Did someone and introduce you to that, or I think I I've, you I've not been aware about it, and then yeah. I kind of started 
listening to it again. Okay. And um, it's uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, I was I was just so struck by it because it it's very um, extremely rhythmic in almost kind of a crazy way, and it's just totally just taking everything over. It's mm-hmm. melodic, but and it's very rhythmic, like in a very kind of hip hop kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like. How does this music work? How can I like turn this into? Because it's not according to our idea of um, music mm-hmm. in that kind of in our sense of a song. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking, what can I use out of this kind of feeling that I get from this and make my kind of music out of that? And then just gradually, just I kind of found a thread that I was following of of thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. that turn into this. Um, kind of like system critical kind of idea that I thought would be a good idea to kind of put in all these these global other instruments that we're not used to maybe so much in the Western world mm-hmm. to kind of get my ideas across. Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure in music? I imagine you have like the most intimidating, amazing, eclectic, worldly music collection. But then, like, She's what's your head, no. what's your secret shame <laughs> that you'll put on? Oh wow! Oh my god! Oh, like are like are you secretly listening to Taylor Swift? Like, what? I am not. Okay, actually, <laughs> I am not. But do you I dip into I, that I mean, kind of? Like I mean, pop radio stuff. Or is there much coming from Sweden that we don't even really know? That sort of. Well, maybe that's not the guilty stuff, but <laughs> well, I have to think about it a little bit, or yeah. just kind of um, maybe ask you what your guilty pleasures are. <laughs> that might trigger something. Yeah, in exactly. You. Do you feel like you have any? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I work at Billboard, so we're always yeah. talking about what's in the you know of the course. top charts. Yeah, yeah, so there's tons of Bieber and yeah. Drake and Ariana Grande and all you know. So yeah. like that's become my guilty stuff because I want to know what people are listening to. Yeah, and, and then, then it's it so earwormy actually, right. that you're like, oh, I need to hear that again. Yeah, you know, like that's why those songs yeah, stick yeah, around yeah. forever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I before I worked at Billboard, I didn't usually <laughs> that know what was guilty. on the charts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I didn't yeah. have the excuse of work right. to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, I used to be more like you. I'm feeling bad for myself. <laughs> no, but I mean, God. But No, I'm sure you like, have your things. The thing is, for me, I feel like I feel so alienated right now from what I hear. I mean, the time when I'm lo- really listening to, because I don't spend time. I'm a person who don't spend time in the car as much as so much. Right. So I that's when you would be exposed to, to something that. just my, just just yeah. a sort of groove too, and not yeah. Really and I feel like that's it. a good place where you mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, for these few days that I've been here, we we've been riding so much. I you know I haven't been in a car for so long, and you know for this long in ages. Yeah. Like I've been now for these four days, and. Uh, we, but we've only listened to great music like hip hop stations and stuff, and it's oh, yeah? been like in I'm New York, blowing my mind because it's so good. <laughs> okay, um, like radio, yeah, both radio and and and, and other all the streaming yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, anything you can think of that stuck out to you, new or like listening mm. to Kanye? Or like, yeah, right. Guys, no, it's been digging? mostly like it's been Rihanna and it's been Beyonce oh, yeah. and it's yeah. been um, yeah. you know, our queens, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> That's, I mean, that's this. I, you know, I totally go along with that. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. right. Um, 
But apart from that, I feel like the only uh, the only other time I feel like when I'm you know exposed to that kind of you know commercial hyper commercial music is when I go to the gym. Yes, and then I you need that beat, and then you're like hyper a, exposed, yeah. and then I'm hyper exposed, and I don't like it. Yeah. To be honest, I you know if it to me it's no like, the sound systems in gyms are very aggressive. It's extremely aggressive, yeah. and I feel like kind of forced to train, and it's not working for Have me. Have you ever been to a spinning class? No, that's the worst. Oh, that's I can just imagine. Not only is the music invading your soul, no, but the instructor is screaming yeah. at you. Oh my and god! And your feet are locked into the pedals. And it's like being in boot a, camp. Yes, or you like can't escape easily. They've got you, and they're just making you feel like shit. <laughs> I went once and that was enough. Yeah, for I was me. like, how now, many times did you do there's this? There's a counter argument of people who love it, and I understand it's not for me. No, that's forcing how I feel. forcing yeah. music on someone in a in a sort of intimate personal in time in a work. I mean, spin is different, but like in a workout situation, you want to just put on your own music. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. And and I'm all I'm all about you know listening to aggressive music. It's not that sure you know you uh, when I'm yourself, training right? or when I'm jogging, but <laughs> right. I want to choose it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and I know what gets me going. Right, you know. To, to work out and yeah. and you know push my my limits, but right. but you know listening to like that hyper kind of commercial music just kind of uh, makes me puke I know. a little bit. Wait, do, have you guys heard the new Katy Perry song that she wrote for the Olympics? No, no. it's very inspiring. I will say she is it she nailed super, it. Is it. When a great I hear Olympic that song, <laughs> I like start slowly rising in my chair. Oh, like really? I'm ready. Send me to the battle. Yeah, she got it's the funny. She got it down. Yes, the it's very epic. Cry. Oh yeah. wow! I you might want to try that. that out at the gym. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What's it it's called? called? It's called Rise. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's it's like when the vultures are circling and everyone's mm-hmm. counted me out, I still rise. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's also the song she sang when she was introing Hillary at the okay. DNC. Yeah, that's right. But I her microphone went out, so it was not a good example of it. Okay. Don't look we won't to judge. that video. Just listen to the song. Okay. okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm sure I have some guilty pleasure music, yeah, yeah. but I just can't. You know, I have, you know, the songs from the music from the past, probably, but that yeah. doesn't really feel like guilty pleasure anymore. No, that's true. Really. No. You know, I wasn't asked you because you are often compared to that kind of 60s Brill building sound, especially mm-hmm. from your earlier albums. Mm-hmm. Were you listening to that music a lot when you were making those albums or just mm-hmm. like throughout your life? Was that a direct influence on you? Yeah, I've always been listening to it, but I think yeah. that when I, I, it's like, when I'm describing how I started working now, it's been like music that's been with me, I think, for a long, long time. And then I kind of just feel like I'm going through a bookshelf and, you know, there's the book that always been there, always been there, but I haven't kind of maybe mm. been drawn to it until that very moment. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like that with every record that I kind of start working on. It's like, oh, that's there's a Gamelan record, maybe now's yeah. the time for that you are you know? putting or records on the... when you're talking about listening to these different things is it records or is it internet it's, it's mostly internet actually mm-hmm. i find youtube being like the everything the, you it's know easy yep you know totally borderless way of just yeah. totally just browsing around the world especially mm-hmm. all of those cultures it's all there too yeah it's remarkable yeah and the yeah, way I mean, how else would you find a lot of that music? No, exactly. well, records, and, I guess, but like, well, but that's, yeah, but you really you, have to. No, but the thing is like this, when I find, I mean, I find records there. I find, I found a lot of like brilliant Cambodian pop music from the 60s, you know, Thai psych rock mm-hmm. stuff that are amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
those you can find that are they're they're available on records and they're available uh, to you know buy on online as well. But m- m- a lot of stuff is it's all you on know, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's only there. Yeah, right. And um, it feels like and you can go down the digging. rabbit hole, right? Yeah, yeah, and I love that. You know, yeah. getting lost. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's kind of the same way that I felt when I was a teenager when you went to, a, you know, the huge record store and you just browsed around and you had kind of no, I was, when you know, when you were young enough to not, not really know the history of music. So you felt like you're kind of like, you, you know, you had no clear path. You were just walking around and one thing led to another. And maybe you bought a record that was really, really bad. You were really, you know, out on yeah. dark water, but... At least you learn something from that, and right. you know, and it's the same kind of feeling I I get when I browse the the like YouTube. Yeah, um, I I don't think I've ever asked an artist this before on the show, but do you ever like you're listening to something and then you go to write a song, and then you're like, oh shit, I just put that song into this <gasps> song. Yeah, like that just came out lifting. directly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Right, because I've done that with my writing before. Yeah? Yeah, like I've written a script and I'm like, oh, that's, I mean, I changed the words a little bit, but I just took that right out of the mouth of that character. But you notice that episode of Girls that I just watched. Right, yeah. Oh, God. I usually realize that it's time. Not always, though, but Mm -hmm. yeah. I worked a lot like that on both, like, consciously, like a method, but also kind of unconsciously with my first album, I think. When, you you know, you're watching, watching a movie while writing... And then you kind of yeah. maybe turn off the sound. And in Sweden also, which is kind of a good thing, you know, where we use uh, like subtitles. Um, and when you turn off the sound, the, you know, just seeing a word or a line, you know, writ- written down yeah. instead of just hearing it is very striking. Mm-hmm. And, and if you then go back and translate that back into English, it kind of gets... I've Wait, always, you know, found myself writing down, you know, uh, a line that's in a, in a in a movie or something like that. The Swedish, you'll be watching television with Swedish subtitles yeah. and then mm-hmm. that word, like seeing it as opposed to just hearing it. Yes. That's very cool. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Um, Pale Fire is so cinematic to me. Oh, that yeah. album. Mm. Yeah. Ha- have any of your songs been in movies? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Um, mostly do- mostly in, in series, TV yeah. series. Um, I know you had the song in Girls. Girls yeah. yeah. Um, was that big for you to have that song in Girls? Yeah. That's I was, how I discovered you, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was very happy, actually. I was very happy. Uh-huh. I love that Can you Shazam that, or do you have to... 
We did Shazam you it. did? Because oh. we were doing a podcast. I worked at The Hollywood Reporter and we were doing a podcast about girls. Yeah. So all of us who hosted it would watch the episode together and then we'd uh. go record the podcast about it. So it was always happening. They'd play some amazing song. Right. be like, what is that song? And Mm-mm. someone pulled their phone and Shazam it. I remember we Shazammed your song. Mm. And we were like, oh my God, this band is so cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, amazing. So it works. Really yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you could do it from television. Yeah. But that's, that's For awesome. sure. Mm. Um, yeah, well, was that a big moment or did, had you known about girls? Or Yeah, oh yeah. my God. I've always, I'm, I've always followed it. Yeah. I love it. Did someone um, with the show, were they a fan of yours? Do you know how it came about? I think Lena is a fan, actually. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Mm. That's nice. That's a good fan to have. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and also no someone someone just turned uh, an old demo, was it? Not even a released song pr- previous to the re-release of your album mm-hmm. into like a, a beautiful short film I know. of sorts. I know. Did you know about that? What, it's Into the Woods? Yes, exactly. And did you know about this? Some director just contacted you and said, yeah. hey, I made this beautiful film out of your That's how song. it happened, actually. I met, <laughs> I met that guy, Connor Hurley is his name. Amazing, amazingly talented director and actor as well. I met him for the first time yesterday, last oh, night. Cool. He was at my show. And um, yeah, he mailed me and he was like, hey, I got, I'm a director. I got a grant and I wanted to make this film. And I used your song. I hope you're okay with that. And wow. here's the video. You had already made it? Yes. It was all finished. Oh my God. How did you feel about that? And then I watched it. I mean, I get, I've, I've gotten these kinds of like, you know, self-made films and, and not just like very, you know, sim- simple made, you uh-huh. know, but, but this, so I kind of, you know, was expecting, you know, something not mediocre, but you know, something absolutely not blowing my mind the way that that video did or film. Right. Cause it's a f- short film really. But he didn't oh. ask you ahead of time and say, "Is this okay?" No, because you you don't really have to have that. You kind don't. Of, no, uh, no. Could he sell it without your? I don't think no. he could. Right. No. Okay. So just put it on YouTube and it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, but I don't even think that that so I don't murky. think that that would be okay either. Because no. it is on YouTube. on YouTube, isn't it? No, not anymore. I think they're more kind of. They, it used to be, but I think it's. A little bit. Did harder. you watch it on YouTube? Is that I thought it was YouTube, but it's on YouTube. But it's it's because it's it's kind of officially released by me. Mm. Okay, there so you, that's so how you we did, did. But you would you did have to give your blessing and, and yeah, yeah. go through mm. all of the proper channels to yeah. make that happen. Mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. So he kind of for me, I just you know he gave it to me, and I'm like, thank you, so honored and so happy, and also kind of the feeling that you since also it was a. And it's not a really finished song, you know. It's a it's a demo. It's cool. But he kind of brought such a depth to that song with his with with his images and his you know the story that he tells that it's you know it's so striking. Yeah. yeah. And that song was only released to the world a year ago. Yeah. Wow. So talk about that the re-release of this album. Mm-hmm. It's a ten year anniversary mm. deluxe edition. Yeah. So how did that come about? Were you thinking about this this sort of like moment of anniversary for your career and thought to yourself like I, I have these demos and I really would like them to be out in the world or were you mm. what was the thought process? I wish it was like that, but you know, at the time when it was planned, I was actually I was, you know, being a, f- a full-time mom at that time actually. Uh so it was my American label who uh, kind of brought it to my attention. You know, it's 10 years now. 
And I've worked with the same label here in the US and a label that I really, really love. Um, that's wonderful. Yeah. And that's all. Oh, and it's run by this guy, Nabil Ayers, who's a lovely, lovely person. And uh, he's always been such a um, loyal admirer of what I do. And he always let me, you know, do what I want to do and take the steps that I take. Uh and so he, when he when he said, "I want to release a, a, a re-release, a reissue of this, an anniversary edition of the of the al- first album," I was just very happy about that. So I just felt like that's a, a lovely idea. Do you so remember, he brought it to my attention. Yeah. Do you remember being like, "Oh my God, <clears throat> it's been ten years." Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Oh God. But I mean, yes. you've been pretty prolific in those ten years. Yeah. <laughs> also. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, didn't you also start your own label? You have your own label? Yeah, I just started my own label for Europe. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Really good. How does it feel? I'm so happy about yeah. it. Yeah. What inspired that? Um, I think it was just the right time for me. Yeah. Um, usually, or before, with all my, my, um, my previous albums, I've been working with indie labels, you know, Swedish indie labels that have had uh you know distribution and and uh, so forth across europe mm-hmm. and um um i'm at a stage where it really for me i can i can stand on my own you know two feet and do it by myself i've mostly been very much in control of what i do anyway so mm-hmm. for me it's just another you know kind of natural step to take and also in the way that i feel like i want to be able to I feel like I want to make more, I want to be more productive. That's not another thing I feel like that happens with when you get a child because yeah. you feel like time is very, you know, you need to be I've effective. Time mm-hmm. is very rare. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you realize that you cannot just, you know, uh, dick around anymore, right. you know. Totally. And that's a really good thing to f- to have that feeling. And I feel like I've, for su- su- such a long time, I've been wanting to make so much other music not necessarily under my own name mm-hmm. or under El Pedro del Mar yeah. I wanted to make classic music I wanted to make film music instrumental music you know and, okay so you you're know, like I'm going to build yeah. this umbrella yeah. and I can do all my different things yeah. under it yeah. and be my own boss basically yes exactly yeah so that's the kind of the, the the springboard to be able to do that mm-hmm. what instruments do you play I play um my main instruments are piano and guitar, but I um, just tend to play any instrument that I find. And usually I am more drawn to play other instruments than the piano and guitar. Mm-hmm. Does that help you in writing? Yeah. Do you write on those? Mm. Mm. Should we jog back in time? Yeah. Well, let's get That's the origin it. story. When did, you, when did you start playing music? Uh, when did I start playing? I am every time I saw a piano when I was a child, like very, very small, I started playing. So my parents, uh, took me to, uh, when I started first grade, I started taking piano lessons. Are they musicians? No. Okay. Do you have siblings? I had a brother that's passed away. Mm. Mm -hmm. So you started playing piano Mm. and singing? Yeah. When did the singing start? Around the same it time? It started, yeah, it started. Or just forever you know, before singing? Before I started talking, right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the, the music you were listening to that, at that time? Um, um, I was a crazy, just a crazy 
radio music, you know, pop music listener. I loved Madonna. I was crazy about Madonna as soon yeah, as yeah. I, you know, realized who she was. <laughs> I was crazy about Prince. Uh huh. Um, but I loved classical music a lot too. Uh, my parents used to play me uh, Mozart and piano sonatas by Beethoven and stuff like that. Right, and that's that probably the piano really you studied too. Yeah, classical. Mm. Yeah. Have you always been based in Sweden? Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. I mean, so you never had that goal of like, well, I'm going to go to New York or LA or something and make it there, or did you? And it just was no. easier worked out to stay home or mm, no I don't think I ever had that yeah. kind of I was very I mean when I started playing in bands and stuff when I was a teenager I was really um, for me it was you know it was, we had a kind of a good situation in Gothenburg actually where I'm originally from uh-huh. it was a really good music city with a lot of good uh, bands and so the, the, we had kind of this culture of underground culture with really really good yeah bands that the rest of sweden kind of looked to so right, I, for okay. me it was really much about coming into the town and you know uh just trying to be a part of whatever was happening there and yeah uh, so so i never kind of looked to un- or until london I or was, paris until or i was older mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, maybe i started doing that but mm-hmm. um no yeah did mm-hmm. you go to music school like study uh, no, Probably. I didn't. Okay. No. Just did it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I mostly did. I was very stubborn. I mean, my even my piano uh teacher was in the end, he was very irritated by <laughs> me because I was I was kind of I was not very interested in learning how to read uh the sc- read a score. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I kind of just played by my my heart, by ear. By ear. Yeah. And uh ear and heart. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I re- even learned how to fake reading, which he understood because I played completely wrong, maybe, or I wasn't looking at the right place, or I wasn't looking at the right page. Even he's like, you haven't turned the page. In yeah. Two minutes. So he was like, uh, in the end, he was like, "There's not much else I can teach you now. Yeah. You know, if you're going to play this way, so you know." There, and you were probably okay with that. And I was very okay with that. So yeah. I started, you know. Instead, I went to the library and started, you know, lending books, you know, of pop songs and started playing those instead and started singing. So you'd have to read that too, but you were able to just... Yeah, you, know, you, got you could enough. just read like the chords. The chords, yeah. Uh-huh. So easy yeah. enough. When did you join or, or start your first band? Uh, I was 14. Okay. Yeah. Wow. With friends of yours? Yeah, my best friend's girls. Nice. What, what was, was the band? What was about yeah. that band? What? What, what was, was that band? Uh... I think the name of the band was the name <laughs> yeah. of the band was oh what was it Drop Nineteens Drop Nineteens yeah but you were fourteen no maybe what maybe does that that's mean? a that's yeah, a, that? a sounds like the name of actual, a drug <laughs> maybe maybe I know we had kind of inspiration from other bands and maybe I just said the actual name of of that band oh. that <laughs> inspiration <laughs> I mean uh, that's funny. Right, no, well, Drop 19 is actually an American indie band that I oh, love. Oh, really? That's so, funny. so But it, we had we kind of mixed together yeah, the yeah. two names that we loved. Okay. You know, and what did you band. did you sing? <laughs> did you pl- play keys or guitar? I sang. You sang. I sang and wrote the songs. Mm. So what? you were writing songs at 12, 13, 14? Yeah. Cool. Do you remember mm. them? Do you have them recorded yeah. more importantly? I do, yeah. Really? Yeah. I recorded them on my cassette player at home. Yeah. I found a way that I could, you know put layers on and stuff so how would you describe that music 
very pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Was it like angsty, well, young teenager stuff? Or was it, was it angsty, political rock? It was no, not political. Okay. It was very, I was very into, I don't know if you know of her, a girl called, a, sw- a Swedish singer called Stina Nordenstam. I don't think so. Really, really good jazz singer from uh-huh. the beginning that made really beautiful pop songs, kind of jazzy, very, very low key, very mellow, kind of mean in the area where my debut album was. Yeah. Um, and I was really inspired by her. So it sounded pretty much like, you know, she recorded kind of like atmosphere sounds and atmosphere, you know, sounds from the city and, you know, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. lonely little piano tunes here and there and very very close sung you know very a very close voice you know intimate voice mm-hmm. uh, so it sounded pretty much like that okay <laughs> did you get the bug were you like oh this is this is it oh yes <laughs> oh my god yeah. since then it's been like that really so how long did that band last a couple of years or something what how long did that band last before oh, yeah. you transitioned to something else um I think it lasted until we kind of dropped out of school. I mean, until we finished school, yeah. really. Did any of them then, go on to be professional musicians? No. Okay. No. Are they Not fans of yours? Are you still yeah. in touch? <laughs> yeah, we are in touch, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. So from that, did you transition into your own, into El Perro del Mar? Or? No, that took me quite some time, okay. actually. And, not, you know, a lot of trying out different things. And I was mm-hmm. never happy in... Uh, in any of the constellations that I were in, um, being du- duos and bands and different, you know, uh, and different genres as well. Mm-hmm. So basically, when I was twenty-five or something, I I was going uh, at university and was trying uh, another kind of direction, maybe. You know, when I was asking myself, is it's probably not music that I'm supposed to be doing, mm. which made me very um, lost. Yeah, that old quarter life crisis. Yeah, exactly. You. Right. That's yep. exactly what it was. And to me, it was like, okay, now it's either, you know, this or not, not anything to do with music at all. You yeah, know? it had to be all or nothing. Yeah, you just do yeah. it on the side. It was no. Yeah. I was. That's you know, what you're I like in your twenties. Yeah. It's like. If it hasn't happened by now, yeah. then it's got to be something else. And exactly. I got to figure it out right just, now right. before I hit 30 and then yeah. it's all over. Yeah. And yeah. then it's, you know, yeah. And all of those thoughts just yeah. make you so depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah. What were you studying? I was studying English literature and uh, um, um, what's the word? Language science, uh-huh. linguistics. Okay. And stuff which I really love because I'm... Uh, crazy crazy language nerd mm-hmm. um, what do you speak french and spanish a bit okay. and um yeah yeah any italian mm. a little bit just yeah. a tiny tiny it's bit. very close to spanish yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever sing in other languages uh no besides well English? french a bit yeah yeah okay mm. so you speak well enough to get around when you're in those countries oh uh, well in in france i do yeah yeah did you live in Paris? Yeah, for point? a while. Okay. Yeah. How did that suit you? Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I love Paris. Just At aesthetically or? Yeah. I mean, for a while it was really the perfect city for me. I loved mm-hmm. everything about Paris. 
Yeah. Um, I think for a certain amount of time, yeah. Paris is the perfect city. Yeah. I lived there for a little bit too. Yeah. And then at a certain point, I just felt like, well, it is beautiful, but yeah. it's... I know. I know. Yeah. I kind of feel like that when I return now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, whatever did I... Because I was really <laughs> actually thinking of moving there, but um, yeah. my boyfriend hates Paris <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Yeah, there's also that side of it, which I understand. I understand yeah. the people who hate Paris. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's kind of ballsy to say you hate Paris. Like I respect that too, because mm. it's so easy to say you love Paris. Right. I, know. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, but uh, some writer I forget who I think it was James Baldwin. I think um, compared it to like it's like eating a lot of sweet confections, yeah. you know. And it's then at perfect. a certain point, it just kind of like turns oh, your stomach. So beautiful, and it's just a little so empty. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it's a good well, problem to have. Yeah, living in Paris, being right. like, ugh, I hate it now. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. How long did you live there for? I stayed mm-hmm. off and on. I it was. I mean, I had for for a lot of for a lot of years. I was living in a suitcase mostly because yeah. I was touring so much, and I just I had a crazy life in Gothenburg. So I kind of never wanted to go back to Gothenburg when yeah. I was off. Okay. So. Uh, I, st- I went to Paris and I stayed there for months and then I, you know, went somewhere else and then I came back. So mm-hmm. it was really just off and on for mm, almost two years. Right. Mm. <clears throat> the nice thing about living in Europe. Yeah. You can like kind of be in Paris, but then also go somewhere else mm-hmm. and then so come back nice. to Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of nice, actually. I do miss that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> were you performing when you were in Paris? Like yeah. performing around Paris also? Yeah. yeah. Like little cafes or no, not proper like that, venues? Or? Yeah, proper yeah. venues. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because by that time you were already doing the, the yeah, project. Exactly. Oh, got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. exactly. That was yeah. more recent than So, I thought, yeah, okay. the thing was like this when I was like 25. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm just going to clear my throat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's that? Um, um, You're studying I linguistics of, and. I was yeah. studying and then I kind of broke down, actually. That's what led to it. I, um, uh, yeah, I stopped, I stopped listening to music. Uh, and I stopped making music and uh, and then eventually I just broke down and um, and then like emotionally <laughs> mentally yeah mentally <laughs> yeah. and emotionally yeah. yes and uh, at that time around that time is now, now comes the why do you call yourself a Pedro Lamar story okay. <laughs> yeah. here comes that old yeah, story we didn't have to ask that no. yeah <laughs> so people want to know yeah, yeah. I went to uh, a, just a, I went on a last minute trip because I had to get away, I went to a, just a boring island in Spain called Fuerteventura. And I this was in the winter time. I just went for a, like a desperate getaway thing. Yeah. And uh, Collect your sanity a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, uh, even there, I couldn't find any peace from my own thoughts. So mm-hmm. I just like even more so felt like, God, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I was spending time uh, just sitting by the beach and watching out, staring out at sea and then this stray dog came up to me really shaggy but very sweet dog and I love El Pedro I've always always loved dogs I've always been like so soft hearted when it comes to dogs and this dog came up to me and it's you know sat by beside me and it had this kind of blue little you know little piece of cloth around its neck which was really really cute and it was like who did this to him does he have someone who takes care of him or whatever i was like he looked so stylish even though he was very raggy <laughs> so, uh, so stylish <laughs> i um so yeah i i that dog kept coming back to me every day and just sat 
there by me and just spend time there with me. And I just started calling it El Perro mm-hmm. de Mar. Yeah. Um, Did it start to soothe your yeah. soul? Yeah. You're like, okay. At some point, were okay. you like, you're not real. You're a metaphor. Right? It was a walking mm-hmm. metaphor, yeah. really. Oh, you just kind of saw myself in that little yeah. dog. Mm. That's me. Yeah. You know? But, and I saw that dog is sweet. That dog has a right to live. You know, because that's, yeah. that's how I felt. I mean, right. I was kind of like, what is my place here? Right. Do yeah. I even have a, you know, a right to exist when I'm feeling like this? Yeah. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I just, you know, I felt like I was in the way mm-hmm. of myself and everyone else, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of like, I just had a, an epiphany of like, it can be simple too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be really easy too. Yeah. And uh, you can make something good out of it. And uh so did you don't get make it so don't make yeah. it so hard. So those yeah. kind of like very mm-hmm. simple kind of you know self uh, reflecting yeah. thoughts just yeah. popped in me instead yeah. of like we really just making it so difficult. Yeah. It's kind of like the the realization of when you have a son and then it's like things don't need to be so yeah. particular. You can just right. relax about yeah. life. Yeah. But also I, I, like honestly your music is so evocative that I feel I feel that in your music because like last night I was taking the train, like proper train back from upstate New York where mm-hmm. I had had dinner with some relatives. Mm-hmm. And it, so it was like night and the moon was out and I was riding alongside the Hudson River. And it was very pretty. But I was in a text fight with somebody. So oh, it was yeah. like this really like, dramatic thing was happening mm-hmm. on my phone. I was like looking out the window and like getting these like angry texts, like looking at my reflection, occasionally popping back. At yeah. me, and I was listening to Pale Fire. What's, oh. the, what's the last track on that? Uh, um, I think it's Dark, dark night. night. Yeah, yeah. Dark Night. And it was like so fitting my mood yeah. that I kept playing it over and over and the texts were getting angrier and angrier. Oh, wow. And at a certain point, like that music and what was happening there and like looking at seeing this beautiful thing, I just started laughing out loud to <laughs> oh my myself. God. Yeah. Cause it, it was it, a like, release. It was a release. Was like and like the, the song and I felt like I was in like a weird scene from a movie yeah. and I just like was, fe- and then I just completely like left my own body and I was like, this is mm-hmm. okay. Perspective. Yeah. Like I have yeah. perspective exactly. and everything's fine mm. and like life is crazy and it's okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so now I'll you're do. you're doing that in your music, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, yeah. that's like what that, I always giving do, that I back. Think. It's kind of that's why it's so life saving with music. I right. mean, even for uh, even for for a musician or or a listener. I mean, yeah, or both both for a listener and a musician. It's that's the that's what we go for. I mean, when we go to music, I think, yeah, to I mean, pick us up or save our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what happened? So you're on the beach, you're with this dog, you're spending time with this dog and it sort of clicks and you, re- you mm. relax a little bit. Mm. What are the very next steps? Did you say to yourself, this is the name of my project. This is the name of my band. I'm going to start doing music again. I'm going to become a musician. Or was that more gradual? I mean, I, I wrote I wrote El Perro del Mar down in my notebook. I still kept notebooks with me, as I always had had before when I was making music. I still had that, or I kept a journal as well, but I wrote down thoughts. And I, I remember so well that I wrote down El Perro del Mar, like, something, like it meant something else than just... I could have just written in my journal, I met a dog, blah, blah, blah. But I knew at the time that I, I'm saving this for something. And then... And you wrote it in Spanish because you were in Spain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, for no, no other particular reason right. like right. that. 
And then it just, it just kept, I just had it there in my notebook and it just kept, kind of, you know, kept nagging at me with its, you know, existence, really. And then I started writing very, very sparse lyrics. I lyrics, even, not I'm, poetry, like you well, knew it was, an, it was I, music. Yeah, I, I think definitely I knew it was lyrics because I, when I write poetry, I always write in Swedish. And this I wrote in English and it was very sparse, very, very sparse. And then... Um, uh, I had my guitar that had stood, you know, and being become very dusty, standing in the corner. And every time uh, previously, when I've been looking at that guitar, I was like, "Can't deal." No, yeah, hmm. please, you know. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, stop tormenting felt, me. Yeah, and all of yeah. a sudden, I just, you know, picked it up and after the worked. trip, yeah, and it worked. And I just kept, you know, I just decided it can be simple. It can be two chords. And I just turned, you know, turned, played two chords, uh, you know, on and on and on and on and on and on, like a crazy person. And until I, you know, heard that melody in my head and then I said, it's okay, you can sing. Uh. And so I sang and then it came. And I think I wrote those songs in, you know, very, very short For time. your first album? Yeah. Wow. And, and just never looked back? No. Did you leave school? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Were your parents supportive? In the beginning, no, absolutely not. But uh, it, it, went, it, it happened very quickly, everything. It happened really, really quickly. They had, that you saw some success? Yeah, or? yeah. Hmm. So I started, I mean, in Sweden, it, it hit off very fast, and I didn't really understand anything. I was still on a kind of recovery, you know, from everything. Yeah. So I was very vulnerable still, and it was really strange. And I just started playing guitar for real, so I was all of a sudden I was getting, you know, booked for shows where I was like, basically not handling the situation but just did it and was still kind of happy because I felt like I given you know a very honest true side of me I didn't really feel like before maybe I felt feel like what I've been doing in music was kind of a, a little bit of a fake yeah. but this time it was just exactly how yeah. you felt yeah so have you do you feel like you've stayed true to that you know way of working and yeah. way of putting music out as being just just truthful yeah completely i never ever had any i mean at one point i had a person in in my career or taking care of my career that had ideas of my music but i stopped working with that person pretty quickly because <laughs> i can't handle that yeah I'm, i'm impossible to work with people who have you know which is kind of i mean it's it's not easy to work with a person like me then because i mean some point maybe you have to let in someone else or somebody else's comments or ideas maybe but it's very hard for me i feel like it's you know i I've, i mean if, if i had been an, an artist that had you know a whole crew of people telling me you know this next album you're making it's probably better if you be strategic strategic and make it sound like your last album mm -hmm. and not which is you what know. you think you might have been told about this new album yeah probably yeah definitely but mm -hmm. you know I wouldn't have made another album if it must be that case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because that would Well, because totally you probably can't create under those circumstances. I can't. Yeah. It would just ruin everything for me. Right. So, uh, yeah. That's good. So you're feeling good about the new album? I'm feeling very, very <laughs> happy. It's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. yeah. How, how, was, uh, how was the reception in New York these last couple of nights? Really good. Yeah. So you played so McKittrick? Good. Yeah. The Sleep No More. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Immersive theater. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice. 
It was yeah. really so nice. So you feel like strange. It's, it's landing well, the songs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's such a good, it's such an, an you know, indescribable feeling to play a, the f- first time you're playing a new album. It's Is this the amazing. first time? Well, I've done a few shows, but just very few shows. Yeah. In Sweden and in Norway. Okay. Um, but um, uh, it's another thing also to come here and play them. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't here with Pale Fire, so I feel mm. like I kind of, you know, I was off the grid for a while. Yep. And it's really good to be back here. And uh, Are you going to come back and tour it further? Yeah. It's out? I'm coming back in November. Oh, okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, tell us about your the <laughs> bread and butter video. Yeah. And this, I guess the song and the video, but I mean, it's so wild. Like what was the, <laughs> how, how did that evolve? It evolved uh, through a good friend of mine uh, that I'm collaborating uh, very much uh, just generally on this album, uh, a stylist and an art director called Nicole Walker. And we started uh, talking about doing something together and... Um, uh, we had we realized that we had the exact same ideas. She, uh, we and I, we were uh, we were talking about. Uh, I think we met around the time when the election in Sweden had just been finished, and uh, um, we talked about because a, a right wing uh, like fascist uh, party had just kind of reached their peak at that election, our last election, like in every other country in Europe now, and we were talking about. Just how we were talking, we were really seeing each other to talk about creative ideas, but we couldn't stop talking about the political situation mm-hmm. that we just feel is around us, and just felt like we have to make something creatively that and artistically that talks about that, uh, but not be, you know, openly perhaps, you know, too uh, crass, you know, you know, yeah, exactly, right, like banging over the, the head, drum right, like yeah. that, yeah. We wanted to make something that was more Dadaistic and poetic and mm-hmm. ab- abstract in that kind of way. So um, uh, out of that came the idea that we wanted to kind of... Her, she, coming from her stylist side, wanted to make kind of folk costumes, but uh, create folk costumes that were uh, new and that we created ourselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's exactly the way that I was thinking of the music that I was making that I wanted to make kind of folk music but that had no border at all and no real sense of belonging anywhere just a place of where you belong in your mind maybe and that was for everyone Mm -hmm. and since that is kind of the 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 major theme of the song as well it kind of you know came out of that uh, idea a room where there where where there is kind of complete freedom and uh, balance and um, peace, you know. So and also we kind of wanted to create a kind of ritualistic, yeah, um, bread breaking kind of feeling. Um, how do you say the name of the new album? Kokoro. Okay. Yeah. And it's coming out in September. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Is it going to be streaming? Yes. Available in all the places that people go to find music? Yeah. Is it going to be on vinyl? Yes. Great. And it's going to be on cassette. Really? Whoa. Mm -hmm. Where is that going to be sold? On the internet? Online. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Urban Outfitters? 
Well, I hope not. <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> I mean, that wherever would, that it would finds just people. like totally yeah. go against what I'm thinking. But yeah. maybe we <laughs> could find something else. <laughs> maybe Walmart's. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Perfect. <laughs> Or something similar. Yeah. By the way, yeah. are you wearing a shirt that says Illinois? Yeah, I am. It's been distracting me this no, whole time. Where did you find? Where <laughs> Actually, did you I found it at a thrift. thrift really. Thrift store? Yeah. Thrift store in yeah. Stockholm. Okay. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I love that. So cool. Full circle. Yeah, yes. exactly. All right, Sarah, thank you. Um, thank you. Do you want to just tell us uh, the names of your band members? Yeah. So that we give them a little shout out? Yeah, I have Jakob Hage, who is my boyfriend ex as well, uh, on keyboards and bass. And his brother, actually. Oh, really? Matthias. Nice. Family affair. Nice. That's very cute. On drums. There you go. It's the best and the, band. And the father and uncle of your son. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's true. your son's name? Louis. Louis. Mm. Good name. Mm. Louis, hopefully you're Get to go asleep. home soon to him. Yeah. It's very late <laughs> at home. Yep. Yes. Um, but thank you for sharing your mother with us, mm. Louis. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's listen. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.